Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. Let's think back to a few months ago when I opened the summer on the show. I now declare the summer, that was the scissors, open. And I've just realised, right, that I've kind of left the door open, and until I say summer is over, it's technically still summer, which is a big responsibility for me personally. But also, I am very aware that it's now the 14th of September, and it's probably going to get dark quite early today, probably going to get cold quite soon. And I'm just very mindful of the fact that I should probably close summer at some point. So, um, is now a good time? Seems like as good a time as any. Shall I get some sellotape and stick back together the ribbon that I cut with my giant oversized scissors back in June? Are we ready for hot chocolate Halloween and Harry Potter? Because right now, as of 3 o'clock on the 14th of September, summer is over. And there's only one logical thing I can think of to do now. Only kidding, I could never do that to you. And now, prepare yourselves for two hours of mediocre entertainment that may be mildly entertaining at best from the Antichrist himself. It's comedy bronze at least, or your money back. Brought to you by an award-winning broadcaster. The award being a plastic trophy that's 10 centimeters tall that he got for doing well on a test in year eight. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. 
Lovely song from Ali Gaty. It's you before that. Camila Cabello live, which I really like. So catchy. Hi, good afternoon. It's Alex Feldman here, live on Wizard Radio until five o'clock. Hello, everybody. Happy weekend. Happy Saturday. Hope all is good with you. I'm really tired today. I'm so tired. I've been doing actual work for, for two days in a row. Can you believe this? Two days straight of, of working. Manual labor. Me doing manual labor for two days. I'm now, um, I'm, I think I'm just done for like a week. I think that's enough. Two days on, seven days off, I think, is the correct working pattern. Never mind it's like five-day week, two-day weekend thing. I think it should be kind of reversed. I'm so tired. It was more wine again this week. I mentioned this last week. I was serving lots of people wine. I came up with my theory that they're all making it up completely. And they're trying to convince people that they know a lot about wine and flavor. But actually, they're just pretending and trying to convince other people so they look important. 100% that's true. This week I heard wines being described as sticky, as being playful, as being shy. It's just, it's, it's rubbish. You can't describe a drink as shy. I'm sorry, you just can't. So it's been more of that this week. More people who like drinking wine, drinking 62 glasses in a day, but not actually drinking, spitting it out and being gross. That's been, that's been my week. So it's very nice to be having a chat with you instead because you don't spit at me, at least knowingly. If you do spit, I can't tell. So it's so much better. Coming up on the show today, um, I want to discuss something I've noticed occasionally happens in music, which I think is quite interesting. When songs name their songs, no, when artists name their songs after other people. That's something that we need to discuss at 10 past four. I want to tell you about something exciting I'm up to next week, something less exciting I'm up to this week, a very important criminal investigation that's underway, and in about five minutes, an encounter in a car park that has left me wondering. I've also had an idea, okay? I want your help with it. I've come up with an idea for a new board game. You can help create it with me after four o'clock. And we've got a six second guide and someone's knocking at your door. And coming up right now, This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. So I've got three lessons from my life that I've learned in the last seven days to share with you right now. Lesson number one. This Week I Learned. This is a this is disgustingly middle class, by the way. Egg mayo plus smoked salmon equals good. It's a good combination, I know. I know it's really middle class, and it, it came from Pret as well, which makes it even worse. But I always like sharing with you new food discoveries that I've made, like uh, the white Twix. That was a good one. But, th- right, listen to this. Egg mayo, kind of gross. I'm not a fan of egg mayo, ordinarily. It's very antisocial to eat. I have strong views on this. You should never eat egg mayo around other people because it stinks the place out. Awful. But when in a baguette with some smoked salmon from Pret, it's very, very tasty. Now, how do I know this? Not because I've been venturous with my food. Oh, no, definitely not. And not because I bought it myself. But it was given to me whilst I was working. They're very nice. They give you food for free whilst you work. And so for breakfast, they got loads of baguettes from Pret. I had that one. Actually, I was skeptical at first. But I've now had it three times in my life, and it's it's really good. So if you want a very middle class order to get next time you go to prep, because you are disgustingly, unashamedly middle class, egg mayo, smoked salmon, yes please, yum. Um, lesson number two, this week I've learnt that second time is the charm. Sometimes, um, this is in reference to exams. I had to reset one of my exams at uni a few weeks ago because I'm an idiot and. I didn't work hard enough first time and then I had to redo it and I got the result back um, on 
Wednesday. And guess what I got? I got 40 out of 100 because when you resit exams, you can't get any higher than 40 because they cap it because they're like, well, it's your own fault. You screwed up the first time, so you can only get the bare minimum pass this time. But it's fine. I got my 40 out of 40, well, out of 100, and and it's all fine. So, you know what? Second time's the charm sometimes. It takes two attempts, but if you can get there in the end, it's all good. And number three, lesson number three. This week I learned there's such job as a smoke jumper, which is really cool, and I'd never heard of it before this week. Um, I read about it. It's, it's like a firefighter, but way, way cooler. They're firefighters that fight forest fires, and they get dropped in by, like, a helicopter into a forest that is on fire, and then for 48 hours, it's their job to keep the fire under control and, like, look after themselves. And there's kind of no way out, and so they've, they've basically got to put the fire out. And they have loads of cool equipment and, I don't know, gymnastics and stunts that they do. And it's, like, firefighter way cooler. It's very impressive. I've never heard of it until this week, and it's quite cool. So there's some knowledge for you. I've got a food recommendation, I've got a life recommendation, and some knowledge. Egg mayo smoked salmon is good. Second time for exams is the charm sometimes. And smoke jumpers fight fires in forests. They're really cool. That is what we've learned this week. And after Taylor Swift, I need your thoughts on a weird encounter I had last week. This is Lover First. It's Wizard Radio. Lover from Taylor Swift on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman here. Music-wise, in the next 20 minutes, got Mabel coming up, AJ Mitchell, and Stormzy is next. Right now, I need to tell you about my Saturday night last week because something weird happened. I don't really know what to make of this. And it all involves trying to go for a curry. Um, got a message from one of my friends after the show last week. He was like, oh, do you want to do something? You were around. I was like, yes, absolutely. I have no plans. So we decided we were going to try and go for a curry. Um, I, I have a weird relationship with curry. This is kind of irrelevant to the story. I'm trying to make myself like it. I don't currently really like curry but I want myself to for future. So I'm like making myself eat it so that I can be a person that likes curry and I can then be like, oh, let's go for a curry and eat curry. You see what I mean? And so this is a big idea I've had. So I was like, yeah, let's go for a curry. And he came around to my house and there's a curry restaurant like 10 minutes down the road from me. So that was where we tried to go. He booked it online and everything and it was all, it's all great until we get there. And they're like, oh, actually, we, we're not taking booking. Sorry, we shouldn't have accepted it because we're full. So no curry there sad but there's a different curry place if you walk sort of 10 minutes from my house in the other direction but by this point he's kind of like well we've already walked 20 minutes and i'm hungry so let's just drive and this is where this is where things are kind of weird because he has a car he actually owns his own car i know how impressive we drive into town where there is an alternative curry place and he's like okay where should we park the only place really where you can park for free is the Sainsbury's car park. And that is where we left the car. And we went, tried to get curry at the other place. That was also full. So end of the day, ended up having fishing chips, no curry. That was very sad, but again, not that important to the general story other than the fact that that was our reason for being there for a curry, which we never actually got. So instead we have fishing chips actually sat in the chippy, kind of like your grandparents do, but I'm a big fan of that. Grandparents know where the good food's at. And then we're on our way back. We return to the Sainsbury's car park. It's about half nine at night by this point. And so it's fairly empty. 
because Sainsbury's is shut at half nine on Saturday night, obviously. But there was one car that was parked right next to his. And just from getting in to his car, I notice that there are people in this car next to his in a largely empty car park. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. And then I w- I'm really weirded out by what happened next. I look over just to see you know, who's in the car. And I see these two ladies sort of staring right at us and smiling but not like a pleasant like "Mm, hello acknowledging your presence smile a really creepy kind of smile and i was like okay jake have you seen these these people that's his name my friend have you seen these two people that kind of smiling creepily at us And he's like yep just don't look at them look straight forward do not make direct eye contact and yeah a few moments pass and i'm i'm really curious i need to know whether they're still staring at us and smiling creepily and i look to my left and they're still there they're still staring right into his car staring at us smiling at us almost i'd say seductively and one of them is holding a cup of something and she like raises it up as if going like hey cheers now i hope she wasn't driving after that or i hope she wasn't drinking alcohol and driving because that's very very poor selfish behavior but what what were they trying to to do why were they staring at us why were they cheersing us were they trying to seduce us were they hoping that they were quite middle-aged by the way a lot a lot older than me and him were were they just hoping that the Sainsbury's car park at half nine on a saturday night was gonna be a place that some some slightly unconventional action could have occurred because it definitely wasn't i was totally not down for that it was weird and we were just like, okay, drive, drive, go, get out, quick, now, leave. Um, before they could they could do anything else weird. But am I, is that the correct reading of that situation? Is that what was happening? Were they trying to, to pull at the Sainsbury's car park two lads that are probably half their age? Because that's, that's kind of weird. And that left me feeling kind of weird. I don't really know what to make of that. But there you go. That was my weird Saturday night last week. The middle-aged women, they love me. I'm a, I'm a pull. For, for mums apparently uh, coming up next I've never I've never done such a thing god no definitely not coming up next um, a crime that needs solving first this is Stormzy Sounds of the Skeng at Wizard Radio new Stormzy Sounds of the Skeng this is Wizard Radio it's Alec here and I think we should get serious for a minute because there is a criminal investigation underway and I want to appeal for information right now I'm talking about a robbery that took place last night, the early hours of kind of Saturday morning, just before 5am. It took place in Oxfordshire, but I think the scope of the inquiry shouldn't be limited to just Oxfordshire because 5am was what, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, three hours ago, three, no, sorry, 10 hours ago. So it's a very, very long time. They could have got very far, these these thieves, because it was a robbery, these thieves in 10 and a half hours they could be in what's 10 hours away they could be in america by now so this search needs to go global something has been stolen and it's been it's been causing a nightmare the object that has been stolen is a toilet but no ordinary toilet oh no no it is a toilet made entirely of gold and it's been stolen from blenheim palace which is well it's it's a palace in Oxfordshire, or kind of more like a stately home, I guess. 
but it's, it's huge. It's like a palace. It's got massive grounds, really fancy, and apparently the proud owners of a gold toilet that was actually plumbed in to their system. Um, visitors could go and see it. It was an exhibition, and you could pay, and you had to book a time slot to go and look at this golden toilet. You're allowed three minutes in there, which, in my experience, is enough for a number one, but not for a number two. So you can't you can't do your dirty business in in this golden toilet. But I'm I'm amazed number one that this golden toilet exists because who is rich enough and yet tasteless enough to get a gold toilet worth a million quid? Number one. But also, who would then put it an exhibition for the public to go and see? And then who is quite frankly genius enough, brave enough, bold enough to nick it? I love it. I'm so here for this this investigation. But <clears throat> also, sorry. This is this is actually a very serious matter because this is a criminal investigation and I think we need answers, we need justice, we need to know where is this toilet? We want the toilet back immediately. Where is the 18 karat gold toilet? I need to know. Have you seen anything suspicious recently? Have you seen perhaps a friend acting suspiciously? Have you been to their house and they've suddenly showed you their brand new solid gold toilet that's appeared out of nowhere. Have you seen anyone maybe crossing their legs because they don't want to wee in this golden toilet for fear of ruining it? Any kind of information, even if you don't think it's important, could be relevant to this investigation. I need any leads possible. Um, anything you might think will lead to this golden toilet. You, you don't have to think it's necessarily useful information because lots of things are that you just never guess would be a key piece of the criminal investigation jigsaw and yet it is so where is this gold toilet has anyone seen it has anyone seen a van that looks like it might contain a gold toilet all these questions need answering so if you want to take part in this crime watch style investigation then send me a message right now on 07807 183 538 you can also send an email station at wizardradio.co.uk with any information you have at all that might help us locate this gold toilet. It doesn't have to be necessarily... Hmm, how shall I put it? It doesn't have to be... Truthful? No, obviously it has to be truthful because this is a criminal investigation. But just maybe you can, you can embellish a few facts possibly. I don't know. Um, but whatever it is, obviously, will be passed on to the relevant authorities. So 07807-183-538. Can you help us find this gold toilet? We will continue the investigations after Mabel. This is OK on Wizard Radio. AJ Mitchell and Ava Max, that was slow dance. And before it, Mabel's OK. It's Alec here on Wizard Radio discussing the terrible crime that took place last night when a million pound 18 karat golden toilet was stolen, taken, just ripped straight out, flooding everywhere because they just ripped it straight from the pipes. All the water was spilling out. Um, stolen from Blenheim Palace in Oxfordshire in the UK. But like I said, it could be anywhere by now. Over 10 hours have passed. It could have got straight on a plane and be in America by now. It could be in Russia. It could be in Cambridgeshire. Anywhere is possible. So we're trying to get some leads to help track down this this gold toilet and get it back to where it belongs. Um, what leads have we got on this important criminal investigation? Okay, Harry. Harry wants to report his next door neighbour. Interesting. Um, apparently there's been a really loud banging noise coming from their house because um, they're like, they share a wall. And the only thing I can think of 
is that it could be them installing a brand new solid gold toilet. It's highly suspicious to me. Yes, this is exactly the kind of lead we need. It seems irrelevant, but when it's part of the bigger picture, it's such a key detail. I was talking last week about my newfound love for the TV show, The Force Manchester, where they just follow police officers in Manchester around whilst they do their jobs. And that's exactly the kind of thing they say. If you notice your neighbor maybe doing some building work or running some water outside, could mean all sorts of things are going on next door that shouldn't be, and you should tell them. So this is exactly the kind of thing you should report, Harry. If your neighbors are banging loudly, it can only be the sound of a toilet. Have you have you heard them say anything through the balls, such as, be careful with that hammer, you're gonna smash the new gold toilet, or something along those lines, because that, that could be more evidence against them. But we'll monitor the situation closely. Thank you for the information, Harry. I'll pass that on and your neighbours will be receiving a visit from the police very, very soon. Um, make sure if you want to film it, get your camera out now. They'll be around before you know it. Uh, Michael says, I don't know how someone could physically steal a toilet without being noticed. A gold toilet sounds very heavy and very noisy. To me, this means there is only one person who could have stolen it. My mate Adam has recently started going to the gym and lifting. Why would he, in the middle of the year, start to lift, if not to steal a gold toilet? He's got muscles now as well. It could have been him. Yes. Weird lifestyle changes, odd behavior. That's exactly what we need. It's a sign that they could have been converted to a lifestyle of criminality and wrongdoing. Um, Adam, your friend, recently becoming a gym lad out of nothing is a prime example that this was premeditated. This wasn't just an opportunistic smash and grab robbery. This was a thief who planned it in advance. It was organized crime. Oh my God. Michael's friend Adam is a member of the mafia and they have planned this long in advance to steal this toilet. Unbelievable. Um, definitely keep an eye on him. See if he's... he's um, I don't know, enjoying his bowel movements more because he's got a shiny gold toilet to do him. I've also just come up with another theory. If you work in some kind of gold place where you buy gold, this is exactly where it might show up. Because who wants a solid gold toilet when you could just melt it down and sell it to cash for gold? So if you work at cash for gold, keep your eyes peeled, be vigilant, watch out for any kind of um, toilet that is brought to you in the next few days. That could be another theory. Seb's been on. Says, my grandma recently got a gold toilet seat. I don't know if it's real gold. It's probably plastic. And it looks very tacky. But who knows? It could be the toilet seat from the gold toilet. I hate to turn on my own family, but I think she needs to be reported. Thank you, Seb. You have done your duty here. I know it can be hard to rat on your family, but you've you've served the greater good. And that's what matters. Um, your grandma will now be taken away for the possession and handling of stolen goods. But it doesn't tell us where the rest of the toilet is, which suggests that the toilet burglars have actually stripped it down for parts. They've broken up this golden toilet and they're just selling bits here, bits there. Someone might have the flush from the golden toilet. Maybe the toilet bowl has been turned into a B-Day to confuse everyone. It's been disguised. You think, oh, that can't be the stolen gold toilet because look, there's, there's no flush. There's no, what do you call the thing on the back? I don't know. There's no U-bend made of gold, whatever. Um, so it can't be the golden toilet. Yeah, that's another thing that criminals often do. I've, I've learned from the Force Manchester. Like if they steal a car, 
they might change the number plates, all that kind of stuff. So people don't know that they're handling the stolen goods. These are all very good leads. Thank you very much for these theories. They're all going to be passed on to the police. This gold toilet will be tracked down and the culprits who might be Seb's grandma, they might be Michael's friend, Adam. They might be Harry's next door neighbor. They will all be brought to justice. Thanks to you. Well done. Rat on your neighbors. It's good for the country, possibly. Thanks very much, everyone. Coming up next, I told you about my weird Saturday night last week. Now I'm going to tell you about my Saturday night this week. After Sam Fender, this is Call Me Lover. It's really good on Wizard Radio. This is Alec Feldman, the podcast. Sam Fender and Call Me Lover. It's Wizard Radio. Alec here. Ariana Grande plays soon. And before four o'clock, we are going to start someone's knocking at your door. Don't ask me why. I just I have a funny feeling that there might be a visitor in the next 10 minutes or so, possibly. I don't know. So we'll do that soon. First, though, um. My Saturday night, I want to tell you about it. Um, I don't know why. I feel like I kind of need the validation. That that might be why. But um, basically, everybody I know has plans tonight. Everyone. But not plans involving me. So um, a lot of my friends are back at uni or they've moved to like other countries. I've got friends in Hong Kong now, in France, in um, America. And... Basically, a lot of them are out of the picture. And the ones that aren't out of the picture, they are busy in other parts of this country. So doing something with them is kind of not an option. So can't see any of my friends tonight, um, which is which is kind of sad. Now, normally on an occasion like this, it'd be like, OK, that's fine. I can just I can just chill with my family. But but not this week, because my family, they're, they're all abandoning me. And, and now I'm going to be spending my Saturday night all alone. So, would you would you believe this? My sister, my younger sister, has been invited to a party. I haven't. She has. She seems to have a more active social life than me these days. She gets invited to more parties than I do. So she is, she is out of the picture. She's busy. She's got plans. But that's fine. I don't need to hang out with my sister. I can just hang out with my parents instead. But no, they also have plans that don't involve me. And, and, and then that's it. That just leaves me. The only one left with, with no one to do anything with on a Saturday night. And so what I've decided to do instead, I'm going to be going on a date, but with myself. Just me, all alone. I have, I have plans, as it turns out. I'm going to be going to a live show for a podcast that I listen to. It talks about the TV show Friends. And I've been, I knew this was going to happen for a while. So I tried to get my sister to come and she was like, no, I'm busy. I've tried to get friends to come. None of them like the TV show Friends enough to want to come with me. Even today, I found I found one friend of mine who hasn't got plans tonight. I was like, oh, do you want to come to this? And they're like, no, not really. I don't like friends. And I was like, but it's free. I've already got two tickets because I was hoping I'd get someone to come with me. Just come. And he's like, no, I don't want to. So nobody wants to come with me. So I'm, I'm going on a date by myself. I don't care. I'm going to this podcast live show. I'll probably have to get some food for myself at some point because, well, it's like it goes right across dinner time. So so basically, I'm going on a date with myself and I don't know how to feel about this. I feel like I should probably be fine with it because you've got to be like comfortable with your own company and be confident doing things alone, going out to eat alone, traveling alone, all that kind of stuff. Be at one with yourself don't care about what other people think about you and that's all great but but i kind of do and it does look a bit sad especially at a podcast live show 
I mean, that's kind of as geeky as it gets, really. Going, being there, like, all by yourself, just sat, no one to talk to, no one to laugh with, just, just you, all alone. And, and that's going to be me tonight, my, my Saturday night, date night, with, with myself. So, um, if anyone wants to come with, more than welcome, come on a date with me, because otherwise I'll just be all lonely. So, you know, thanks, thanks a lot to everyone I know who have all abandoned me at this hour of need. <sighs> what is life? All right. Um, my gut feeling that someone's going to be knocking at my door very soon is getting stronger. I think they might even be doing it after Ariana Grande and Social House with Boyfriend. Just, just a feeling I've got, okay? Ariana Grande, Social House, Boyfriend on Wizard Radio. It's Alec here. And it's that time of week again. I think we might just have a visitor. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome, one and all, once again, to Someone's Knocking at Your Door, the only radio game show based on an advert for the People's Postcode Lottery, who, funnily enough, sent something literally through my door. They didn't knock at my door, but they put some posts through my door this week to say, I don't know what it was to say, I didn't open it because it wasn't addressed to me, but maybe it was to say, we really love your radio feature, Someone's Knocking at Your Door. Um, If you've never seen this advert, you won't have a clue what I'm talking about, but it's just an advert for some lottery where cheerful people go and knock at the door and they're grinning and they're like, oh, someone's knocking at your door. And this is this is the music. That's what inspired this whole feature. It was inspired by an advert on the telly. The height of creativity, I know. Anyway, um, I think right about now... Oh, can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, they're bang on time. That sounds like someone's knocking at the door. Oh, my gosh. Who is it? I'm just going to uh, just have another look through the peephole just to see if it's someone I want to open the door to. Ooh. Oh, okay. How how interesting. I wasn't expecting a visit from them. There is there is someone at the knock, knocking at the door. Um, the only thing is, we can't let them in until you work out who is knocking at the door. It's just, it's just a weird kind of neuroticism I have. I'm a bit funny like that. I don't let people in unless everyone already in the house plays a guessing game to identify the person at the door. It's just, I'm weird. That's how I work. So this person can only come through the door if you can guess who they are. Um, I'm very nice though. I do let James Gilmore ask five questions to help determine this person's identity. Hi, James. Hi. How are you enjoying this this imaginary... I'm assuming it's some kind of gathering in my house. Is it? Is it good fun? It's, it's good fun, but I don't know why you're saying imaginary. That's true. It's, it's totally real. You are yes. currently right in front of me drinking some lemonade. Yeah, it's good. I like it like it's freshly squeezed. I like it that you put that extra effort in. Well, you know, I've got a lemon tree. I might as well use it. There we go. Um, so, do you want to try and have a guess using five yes-no questions to determine who is knocking at the door this week? You know what, actually? I was thinking about this last week. I'm totally fine, you just letting them in. But I'm not. It's oh, just okay. it's just I'm weird like that, okay? Right, I right. don't like letting people in without okay, a guessing okay, game Okay, first. okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay, um, my first question. Yes. Are they a man? They are a man. A man. Okay. Is this a specific person? Yes, I like a, a famous person, not just a, you know, a milkman. It is a specific individual. Um, are they 
Um, under the age of 25. No. Are they British? Yes. Older than 25, a specific individual, male, British. My final question. question. Um, are they frequently on the news? No. So not newsworthy. Very so, much not. So not newsworthy, but a specific person, older than 25, British male. Okay. That is the gist of it. All right. Well, there we go. It's time to get guessing. Get guessing. Oh, seven. I'll just put some ice in my mouth. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Get guessing. Oh, seven, eight, oh, seven. You really are liking that lemonade. Uh, yeah, it's, it's from the lemonade, actually. Oh, seven, eight, oh, seven, one, eight, three, five, three, eight. Send us a text or tweet at Wiz Radio or email station at wizardradio.co.uk. If you want to guess who's knocking at the door, I won't let them in until someone guesses it correct. But if no one guesses, I will just send them away they can't come in i will also give you one extra clue we already know it's a man specific person who's over 25 british and not on the news very often i can also tell you that they are kind of known for knocking at the door you can you can run off with that and do what you will and we will find out who is knocking at the door and decide to let them in in about 50 minutes time it's quite warm and sunny outside today so i'm sure they will be fine that is this week someone knocking at the door um get guessing we'll find out very soon coming up that great song from lizzo and also miley cyrus and investigating the phenomenon of songs that are named after other artists first though four o'clock let's get the news someone's knocking at the door somebody's ringing the bell alec feldman on wizard radio Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. That song is a massive grower, I think. At first, you're like, oh, this is a bit, this is a bit boring. But actually, so chilled. I really like it. Miley Cyrus and Slide Away. Before it, the incredible Lizzo with Good As Hell. Alex Feldman here on Wizard Radio. Coming up music-wise, Sam Felt, Jonas Blue, Lana Del Rey. And that Sam Felt song is on next, actually. And it sounds a bit like this. And it gets quite confusing because the song is called Post Malone, but it's not by Post Malone. It's not featuring Post Malone. It's by Sam Felt, featuring Ronnie. The only connection Post Malone has to that song is that it's named after him because it's kind of about him. It's Sam Felt's tribute to Post Malone and saying how great he parties. And I, I've always found that weird because that happens fairly often. Well, not fairly often, every now and again, you get a song that's just named after a person. And when that person is still alive, you kind of wonder, like, ooh, I wonder what they think about that. Has Post Malone heard the song, Post Malone? Does Post Malone like the song, Post Malone? And I was just thinking about this, as I do regularly, think about what Post Malone might think of a song named after him. And it's not the first sort of tribute song that has been written about a fellow artist. But it doesn't just extend to artists. It could be anyone in the world who is fairly famous and they get a song written about them. For example, Ariana Grande on her most recent But One album, because she's kind of bashing them out every week these days, released a song about Pete Davidson, who she used to be engaged to, called Pete Davidson. 
was actually quite disappointing because it didn't actually mention Pete Davidson in the lyrics of the song. And even though you'd expect it to be really shady because they're not together anymore, it's actually really nice and she has lots of nice things about him. And you kind of think, oh, you could have dished some serious dirt here and you missed the opportunity in your song about Pete Davidson, called Pete Davidson. But maybe, maybe she's saving the juicy stuff for the songs she hasn't named after him directly. Possibly. You can hope, you can hope. Um, who else gets a shout out? The, the very old actor and director Clint Eastwood got a shout out in a song by Gorillaz. It's again kind of disappointing because it doesn't actually talk about Clint Eastwood in the song but it's just named after him with no seeming connection but I hope Clint Eastwood sat there thinking hmm this is this is a very good song I'm a big fan I love the the Ed Case remix it's fantastic see also now this this was a huge song last year I talked about it quite a bit a song by Tiesto dedicated to karate and film legend Jackie Chan she said she too young don't want no man so she gonna call her friends and that's a plan I just saw the sushi from Japan now y'all just wanna kick it Jackie Chan So funnily enough, Producer Games just pointed out to me, actually, that in the sort of full circle twist of fate, this song about Jackie Chan was sung by Post Malone, who himself has a song about him. So maybe maybe it was all part of the master plan. He did a song about Jackie Chan, which included the line, which I ripped to pieces at the time, I just ordered sushi from Japan, now you're just going to kick it Jackie Chan. It doesn't make sense, but it is a really catchy song. He did that. He did a song about Jackie Chan in the hope that someone would be like, oh, Post Malone made a song about someone else. Maybe I should make a song about Post Malone. And now it's happened. He's got his way. So that was another song he just named Tiesto, Post Malone, and, and Zecco, whoever that is, named after someone just because. Just Do you think Jackie Chan's heard that song? Do you think he gets down to it in the clubs all the time? I hope he likes it. I really, I really do. I hope he's like, wow, someone's actually written a song about me. I've made it. Post Malone's singing about me. Um, she also, um, actress, model, Uma Thurman, who got a song named after by Fall Out Boy. She wants to dance like Uma Thurman, bury me till I confess. She wants to dance like Uma Thurman, and I can't get you out of my head. But actually, I think we can all agree that the best song ever made that has been named after another person, possibly even the song that, that started it all, it's not, it wasn't the first, but it was the best the best song to be named after another fellow artist is this from Duck Sauce. Barbara Streisand. The original tribute to another person by an artist. What better tribute could you have than a song that is entirely instrumental except for two words? Those words are Barbara Streisand. Incredible. I've I just found that quite interesting as a topic and something to think about. So there you go. And now let's get back to the song that originally sparked this weird train of thought in my head. Post Malone, which is not by Post Malone, it's by Sam Felt and Rani. Post Malone by Sam Felt and Rani on Wizard Radio. A song that started a weird thought process in my head that culminated in the song Barbara Streisand 
by Duck Source. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Coming up, going to play you some Lana Del Rey, some Georgia Smith, some Halsey, and Jonas Boone Harvey coming up next. And I have something very exciting to tell you about now. Long-time followers of this show will know that I'm a big fan of an artist called Craig David, who they're both very current, but also very old. Craig David has been around for pretty much my entire life, but with a very long gap between about 2003 and 2016. And suddenly Craig David, he was back again, back in the spotlight. His career had recovered. He was back making the bangers, back where he belonged. And I just, I love him. We used to do a feature on the show called Seven Days, which was based entirely around a Craig David song. I've told countless stories about him, talked about him a lot. Most recently, I think when he put a picture on his Instagram of him um, admitting that he owns a mug with his own face on it. Oh, it was his own face, his own name, a mug with his name on it. And I just thought, wow, that is absolutely peak Craig David. And my my long running Craig David obsession is is a fairly large feature in my life not overbearingly large it doesn't kind of impact on every little thing i do but also it's, it's something people know about me people know alec he likes craig david craig david you think alec and until this until um until now obviously um it's just been a kind of arm's length enjoyment of the music of craig david i've never had the chance to meet him never seen him live the closest contact i've ever had with craig david was once when he replied to a tweet and I was so excited by the fact that he'd replied to my tweet, which was in itself a silly joke about one of his songs and GDPR, the regulation that meant everyone had to stop sending you emails. Um, I was so chuffed about that that I kept it in my Twitter bio for probably about a year. It said, Craig David replied to my seven days GDPR crossover joke on the 23rd of May, 2018. I even remember the date. That's how significant that day was in my life. In short, to summarize we stan we like craig david and next week um a long-held dream of mine will be realized because next week i am going to see craig david perform live and i'm going to be doing it on the day that is known as see he even sings it so he know so i know when to show up to see craig david sing live I'm, I'm very excited about this. It's it's a weird one because it's not like a Craig David concert as such. He's singing at an event where people are being handed out their, their bronze um, D of E certificates. Isn't that kind of weird? Not the kind of place you'd expect to find Craig David. And yet he will be there. Um, and I have managed to blag myself an invite to go as well. Not because I'm being awarded my bronze D of E certificate. Although I did take about ooh, four years to complete it. But I, I finished that a long time ago. But because my sister has, and now because of that, I get to be her plus one, which means I get to see Craig David perform his hits to the kids at like a D of E award ceremony. Um, I don't know how well songs like Seven Days, where he's making love on Wednesday through Saturday, will go down with a load of, a load of kids. Maybe we'll have to censor that, you know, like, working hard on my schoolwork from Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Chilled on, so I don't know. But I'm, I'm very excited. Craig David and Alec Feldman, a meeting of minds. I'm not actually going to meet him, but we will be in the same room together. And that is kind of enough for me. I'm so excited. I'll tell you all about that next week. 
finally, I'm going to see Craig David do the hits live. I bet he's going to do like one song and it'll be his new one. I bet there'll be no seven days. How disappointing would that be? But I'll tell you all next week. I'm very excited because I'm seeing Craig David on Wednesday. Oh, yes, it's happening. Coming up next, I want your help with a brand new game I'm designing. First, though, this is Jonas Blue and Harvey. It's called Younger on Wizard Radio. Jonas Blue and Harvey on Wizard Radio. That is Younger. And I'm Alex Feldman. Hi. Coming up, Lana Del Rey, Georgia Smith. Someone's knocking at your door. Is it 10 to 5 as well? Right now, though, I need your help with something. I've had an idea. I want to make a brand new board game. Uh, um, I like board games. I think board games are quite fun in my house at least last year in my house at uni i was the self-appointed head of fun and i was in charge of all things games i bought yorkshire monopoly for the house i made a version of guess who that had pictures of members of the house's friends on that's how dedicated i was to the cause of forced fun and now i want to bring this love of games and forced fun to the radio and make a brand new board game inspired by uh, the current mess that is British politics, because um, you might you might have heard of this guy, you might not have. It was kind of in the news this week. A guy called John Burko. He's what's called the Speaker in the House of Commons. That basically means he's like in charge of everything that goes down. He leads everything. He tells people when to talk. He tells people when to shut up. He's like the chair of the debate, I guess. Um, and he's been doing it for like ten years, and he's stepping down because. Half the people in there find him really annoying because he always decides against them and he's like, no, you're not allowed to talk. Shut up. Stop talking. And they're just like, oh, he's so arrogant and full of himself. But he's also a bit of a meme because even if you haven't heard the name, even if you haven't heard the job, you've probably heard his catchphrase. This. He definitely moves at some point in the middle of that. But that, that is his catchphrase. He says the word order in a really prolonged way. Whenever he wants to get everyone's attention, he's like, yo, MPs, shut up. He won't say, okay, everyone, listen to me, please. He won't like clap his hands like a teacher and go like. None of that. He'll just be like, order, order. And, and that's how he gets everyone under control. That's his catchphrase. And that, I think, should be the name of this board game. It's about Parliament, a parliamentary-based board game called Order, Order, or Order. That's what I want it to be called. Um, and the aim of the game, I suppose, is to get to get your policy through the Houses of Parliament. You have to you have to win the vote. That's the ultimate aim of the game. You're on a board. You start at one place. You kind of move, use the dice to move a few places, and then the ultimate goal is getting your law passed or whatever it is but there's loads of hiccups on the way there'll be situations and unexpected events that set you back maybe for example i don't know there's a, a surprise general election and you have to move back right to the beginning maybe um i don't know one of your mps decides to leave your party move back two places because it means that you're clearly not having a good run of luck and your party isn't popular, therefore your policy isn't popular. Who knows what could go wrong? Um, this could quite, quite possibly be one of the, the saddest board games ever invented. But I'm dragging you all along for the ride with me. 
because what I would like you for is to come up with the kind of situations and events that should be on the cards that like you get it'll be like you pick up a card and it'll say oh no um, everyone hates your party because one of your MPs threw a cat in a bin move back 10 places that kind of stuff I want the, the event and kind of the punishment that you get as well and we can put these on the cards and I would very much like on the show next week to try and play a very quick game of this game that we are inventing right now um, who knows if it'll work or not but this is what I would like from you this afternoon so you can text them in right now on 07807 183 538 that's 07807 183 538 station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email address at wizardradio on twitter facebook.com wizardradio as well all of the ways you can get these into me i want suggestions for what should be on the little surprise event mystery cards that are going to be in my brand new board game called order order based on uh, the british houses of parliament yeah i know it's really sad but I, I want to get this going. I want to make this a thing. So send them in to me. What kind of situations should there be? There can also be good ones. It doesn't have to be something bad just happened, move back. It can also be, I don't know, you win a general election, move forward five places, all that kind of stuff. What should happen? What should randomly come up in this game? These are the suggestions I would like, please. So send them in to me now, and we will go through them um, after Lana Del Rey, Georgia Smith. Now, Lana Del Rey is back. She's been away for a while. And so just in case you've forgotten who she is, what she's like. I've made a 60-second guide to Lana Del Rey, just so you can re-familiarise yourself. This is all accurate, by the way. Um, I don't want that to be called into question. This is all fully researched and correct completely. Uh, here's my 60-second guide. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Lana Del Rey is that friend, you know, the one whose life is just a total mess and they spend their whole life being really, really sad about everything. The one who, after one bottle of wine, will be sat in tears because someone said something that reminded her of something that reminded her of why her life is so bad, making everyone feel uncomfortable and ruining the night. She once had to be carried home sobbing because she saw a man at the bar who had a beard and her ex used to have a beard before he shaved it off. Lana's friends report the dismay they feel every time her name comes up on their phone because they know she'll just end up dumping everything on them, taking away hours of their lives. She's been known to post things on her Snapchat story such as don't know who to trust anymore and here we go again i'm so stupid for believing it this time against a black background her main hobby is taking ordinarily fun things and making them sad such as summertime summertime sadness video games and the beach to name but a few and that's lana del rey in 60 seconds alec feldman on wizard radio saturdays three till five george smith and be honest with burner boy on wizard radio for that lana del rey and doing time it's alec feldman here and I'm very excited about my brand new board game, which will be called... Can we have the clip again? Is, there, is that to hand? Which will be called Order Order. Um, and it's about the British parliamentary system, which I know doesn't sound that great, but I think, I think it's going to be really fun. And I wanted suggestions for what could be put on the, the random event cards that you might pick up when you move to a certain space. And these are, these are most excellent. I'm a big fan of these. I'll be using all of them. But I'm going to share a few with you now, and hopefully next week on the show, we might be able to play a game of Order Order, if it exists by that point. Uh, Tyler, up first. Inspired by Theresa May walking on stage to Dancing Queen by ABBA, your walk-on music at your party conference is a Swedish cl classic. Move two places forward. Okay, that's that's quite a good idea. Two places might 
seems to me a bit much, but okay, fair enough. Um, but also, you have a coughing fit in the middle of your speech. Move back three places. Oh dear. What a shame. Those are both really good ideas, actually. Um, I think some of the most uncomfortable radio to listen to I have ever produced, and believe me, there's competition, was when I made a sort of a 90 second montage, which was just Theresa May coughing. That was that was difficult listening. Um, who else we got? This is from Neela. Jeremy Corbyn calls a vote of no confidence in your leadership. Other team members now need to vote on what they think of your leadership. If you win the vote, take two steps forward. If you lose, go back five spots. Yes, very good. It also means that you can play the game in teams and not just as individuals, which is a brilliant idea, actually. Thank you very much, Neela. Benny says, well, one of your MPs openly walks from one bench to another whilst you're making a speech in Parliament. Move back one spot. Love it. That actually happened the other week. This is very topical. I like that. You lot are on it. I'm very impressed. Um, George says, you're cleared of taking advantage of the expenses system. Take three steps forward and then three steps back. Because although you are technically cleared, the fact you were caught up in it all in the first place makes you a bit slimy. So true. I think <laughs> this is brilliant. I love it. I love it so much. That's so smart. Um, these are all going on on the cards. Um, Maisie's suggestion. You're making good progress with your bill, but then a useless prime minister calls a generation-defining referendum without considering the consequences, and no matter how important your bill is, it won't be discussed for at least another four years. Please remove yourself for the game, from the game. Wow. That doesn't, that doesn't hold back, does it? I wonder who it could be we talking about do you think it's just a something she's made up must be must be just an imagined scenario from Maisie didn't could never happen that never really happened would it he's, he's got a book out soon actually yeah. but um yeah that's that's the nuclear option if you want to be out of the game completely then I like that quite a lot that could be like a really rare card but if you have it then boom that's it um Kelvin says you get pulled up on a tweet you made nearly 10 years ago and a hashtag cancelled. Move two spots back. Ah, uh, yes, cancellation culture. That must feature in this game, as should digging up old tweets to discredit your opponents because, you know, that's standard political playbook tactics, isn't it? If you want to discredit someone quickly, just search on Twitter and see if they said something stupid. They almost always have. But, yeah, that's a very good one. Um, and Freddy says, you accidentally tweet your own name Instead of searching for yourself, causing a nationwide campaign in your support and making yourself a true legend, move 10 spots forward. Yes, Freddy. That is that is the best one we've had so far. Um, he is talking about, of course, Ed Balls and the great festival known as Ed Balls Day. Um, but yeah, these are all so, so good. These are all going to make it into my game. I'm going to try and make this in the week if I've got time. And the next week we can actually try and play. This could be huge. This game could actually be massive. It could blow up. I could make lots of money off it. And then every single one of you who has sent in a suggestion could sue me for stealing your work without compensation. That will be fun. So we can we can all look forward to that in the future. Um, coming up next, we are going to throw open the doors and let someone in. But only if you can guess who they are. Someone's knocking at your door. It's coming up next. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Well, that was that was looking professional. No one noticed that, right? 
a, a communication issue. Anyway, never mind. That was Halsey and Graveyard on Wizard Radio. And, and I'm Alec Feldman. Yeah. Always, always on my A game. You know it. Um, okay. It's time now for someone's knocking at your door. For the last 50, 55 minutes or so, someone has been waiting outside the door, waiting to be let in. But because I'm kind of weird, I don't like letting people into my house until I've forced everyone who's already inside the house to participate in a guessing game to guess who's outside. And if they can't guess correctly, then they're not allowed in. They are sent away and told to come back another day. And so this week, who is knocking at the door? Well, they're a man. They are a specific person. They're not like a milkman or a postman or a Mormon. They are an individual that you can name. They are over 25 years old. They're British. And they're not on the news. That is what I can tell you. And your guesses have been been coming in. James Gilmore, he always guesses Ainsley Harriet. I feel like every week he says, is it Ainsley Harriet? I can tell you it's not Ainsley Harriet. Straight off the bat, Ainsley Harriet is not knocking at the door. I did also tell you that this person is quite well known for knocking at the door. Um, So I don't know whether that helped anyone out, but we shall take a look and see what you've all managed to come up with. Um, so Alex has been on Alex with an X you know it's like Alec but with, with an X at the end but I bet he gets called Alec all the time is it Benedict Cumberbatch he's a British man older than 25 who is very famous but not particularly newsworthy and also I feel like because he played Sherlock he has some sort of connection to Doors surely um, is that because Sherlock Holmes lives in Baker Street and has a front door. Is that the connection to doors that Sherlock Holmes had? It, it seems a bit tenuous, but maybe the fact that he lives at 221B Baker Street is significant, possibly. But no, it's not Benedict Cumberbatch or Sherlock Holmes. Um, you're, you're not really on the right track at all, actually. Well, you're, on, you're closer with a Sherlock Holmes-type figure than with Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's put it that way. Um, but it's not either of them uh, Shawlin has been on I think it's King George the Fourth. you never said the person had to be alive he's much older than 25 British male and whilst he was newsworthy when he was alive now he definitely is not that is true because King George the Fourth is in fact dead um, but if he wasn't dead he would be um, approximately 17, 200 and 57 years old roughly um so that is older than 25 but it's not king george the fourth i'm sorry to let you down um if i recall king george the fourth yes he was the fat one there was um the bad one the sad one the mad one and the fat one the four georges and four george the fourth was the fat one but no it's not him um but yeah you're right i never said he had to be alive maybe in future we could have a dead guest knocking at the door but not this week nicole says i think you may have given us a red herring is it daniel radcliffe um i think the red herring is the whole knocking at the door thing because in harry potter he could get into rooms magically and without knocking he also ticks all the other boxes is he really over 25 i suppose he must be he's really old he's supposed to be a child but yeah um yes he's he's none of those people well it's not harry potter i mean he does tick the boxes but it's not him 
It's not a red herring because I wouldn't lie to you, Nicole. Come on. I might mislead you. I might deceive you. But I'd never outright lie and say Harry Potter is known for knocking at doors when he, in fact, does not ever knock at doors because he has a magic wand. That would be morally disgraceful. I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to. Um, So no red herrings. It's not Harry Potter. It's not Daniel Radcliffe. But again, Harry Potter, a closer guess than Daniel Radcliffe, just like Sherlock was a closer guess than Benedict Cumberbatch. That might that might help you if you're still thinking it through now. Um, oh, here we go. Yes, producer James, I mentioned this before, but he's actually he has sent a message. I hope he's texted it in himself and not just sent it to me. Is it Ainsley Harriet? He was in that famous Hello Jill clip where he literally knocked on someone's door to give them a prize. And he's also a British male, older than 25, and sadly not newsworthy, but no. It's not Ainsley. Um, not not this week, but maybe maybe in the future. It might be. One day, when you least expect it, Ainsley Harriet will be knocking at the door. Ellie says, is it Michael, the guy who knocks on our door once a week to beg for money? I think he's probably about 45 years old, so he's older than 25. British, male, isn't newsworthy, and, isn't, and is known to my family for knocking on our door because he begs. Um, he kind of ticks all the boxes. Yeah. Um, no, it's not It's not Michael, your friendly neighbourhood beggar, I'm afraid, because I've, I've never heard of him, so it would be quite difficult for me to know who's knocking at the door without knowing them, you know what I mean, having heard of them before. So, no, it's not him, but if he does come, then I'll tell you, because I have no idea who this person is, and then maybe it could be Michael, but no, not sweet. Will says, is it Mark Ronson? On his latest album, he has a song called Knock, Knock, Knock. Does he really? And he sticks all the other boxes. I know it's not necessarily him knocking at the door, but it is him knocking. Yeah, that's a good point. What else can you knock on? Um, I can't think of much, actually, that gets knocked on other than doors. You you could knock someone over. You could knock someone up. Um, You could... Yeah, that's that's all I can think of. Knock, Knock over and knock up and knock on the door. Knock yourself, I suppose, if you, like... Yeah, bang a limb on something and it hurts. But no, it's not Mark Ronson, Will. I'm sorry, but you are incorrect. Um, do you think he just likes making songs about sounds, Mark Ronson? He has knock, knock, he has bang, bang, bang. Um, it's like an onomatopoeia album. But no, it is it is none of those people, I'm afraid to say. It's not Mark Ronson. It's not Michael Ellie's Neighbourhood Beggar. It's not Ainsley Harriet this week. It's not Daniel Radcliffe. It's not King George IV. It's not Benedict Cumberbatch either. Um, So I think it's time now that I tell you who is knocking at the door. I said they were known for knocking at the door. What I didn't tell you is that they are actually a fictional character, which is why that you're closer with Sherlock than with Benedict Cumberbatch and you're closer with Harry Potter and Daniel Radcliffe because they're all fictional. But no, the person knocking at the door this week is a fictional character. And in the TV show they're in, they regularly knock at the door. Or actually, maybe maybe that was a red herring. Maybe they kind of ring the doorbell. Because their name is Jim, and they sound like this. Shalom. Shalom to you all. Jim from Friday Night Dinner. He was the guest knocking at the door this week. He's waiting outside. Unfortunately, not a soul guessed this correctly this week. Nobody. Nobody got it right. Nobody could work out that Jim from Friday Night Dinner is knocking at the door. So unfortunately, um, instead of what we were planning to do, which was get him in and have a chat to him, 
we now can't do that because nobody guessed him right, which means I'm not comfortable letting this person into my house. So I'm afraid he's going to have to go away and he's not going to be allowed in. What a shame. And that was this week's edition of Someone's Knocking at Your Door. Thank you very much for playing along. Sorry that nobody's got it right. Someone's knocking at the door. And so that's about the end of the show. It's time to go now. Thank you very much for listening this week. I'm off to have a date with myself because nobody else is available. I'll let you know next week about how I get on when I go to see Craig Davis sing live. And Miles Bukowski is coming up next on Wizard Radio. If you missed any of today's show, by the way, check out the podcast because all of this will be on. Someone's talking about you all be on. My investigation into songs about artists who write songs about other people, and that's what they call it. That's on there. Also, our brand new board game will be on there. The Chrome Watch investigation into a gold toilet and that weird story I told you about people trying to pull me in a car park when they were like 40 years old. So that is all on Alex Feldman, the podcast. Check it out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Acast, everywhere you get podcasts from. That'll be on there. And I'm back on Friday with the weekly mixtape and here Saturday, obviously, as well. Last song for me this week is Fletcher and All Love. Have a great Saturday evening. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.